This is Patrick and Vanessa Zangardi, and you're listening to Demand and Brand. The podcast where we cover marketing trends and techniques to help you succeed in marketing. Welcome back to another episode of Demand and Brand with Patrick and Vanessa Zangardi from Zangardi Studio. Uh, took a little hiatus there. Yeah. So probably by the time we release these, it will not seem like that to a lot of others. But I would like to preface this with saying, as content creators and marketers... We know when you get busy, it is almost impossible to create your own content and marketing. We get it. It's tough. You know, we, I think, last recorded a, you know, in fact, I don't remember the last time you and I recorded one together. Yeah. And there's still a backlog of things of people we've talked to, like our pals at Flex Media. That was never released. That was eons ago at this point in time. Yeah. That we have not, because we've just been so busy. I feel like we are just making excuses. Maybe uh, we should realize like, hey, yeah, everyone's busy. We are the problem. <laughs> it's our fault. We are the problem. Yes. But I just wanted to let everybody listening know that if you are there and you're like, I know I need to do my own marketing or whatever content, and then you get busy, kudos to you for being busy. Congratulations. Uh-huh. And it is pretty difficult to make the time for it. But it is. It's important. And, yeah. you know, one of the things that we, we coach our clients on a lot is the times when you are busy is usually also the time that you should be creating your own Mm. content for a few reasons. One is you're already in the motion, in the movement of like creating content, Mm -hmm. you know, might be for others or it might be for your own business or or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So you might as well just add on and do it for yourself too. Secondly is when you are um, really busy with production or with a big project or something like that, you've got this energy about you, this buzz that you're excited Mm -hmm. to talk about and to share. And that comes across in your content where on the opposite side, if it's like, Oh wait, I'm slow. I need to make some new contacts or I need to make some sales. Like that desperation fits or it's like conveyed. Thank you. You feel that. And, um, you don't want that. You want, you want to come from a place of like kind of control and power, not desperation. Yeah. And, you know an object in motion stays in motion it's physics so like if you're moving and making content and doing things and busy you tend to stay that way too so two things from us one we're giving you an understanding and validation second of all we're kicking all of our asses (laughs) we just talked ourselves back into why we need to be doing this more often so we um, uh... Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we all kind of had vacations and we had holidays. We had... Now we're back to excuses, though. Are we kicking Are we kicking asses or are we making excuses? Well, I wasn't trying to make excuses. Okay. I was trying to make a point, you yeah. know, but that's, uh, I mean, point taken. You're right. <laughs> all right. So what we actually came to discuss today was this, it's nothing new and it is a slightly different way of thinking about teams within your organization, but we... This isn't a name we came up with, but we have heard it recently called the revenue driving team. So we're here to talk about the revenue driving team, what it is, who it is, why you should have one, what are the benefits of it. So you can start to think about a very holistic view to sales and marketing that will only benefit your organization. Absolutely. So I guess let's kind of start with the big question of like, when we say revenue driving team, what does that mean? functionally that means in our mind it's the marketing team and anybody that falls under the marketing umbrella and the sales team 
and then anybody that falls underneath that, any sales driving activities, all together. And that can also include things like customer success or onboarding or whatever. If you have a hand in sales functions in any way, even after the client has purchased the product or service and the marketing, all of those people need to be considered one team. We have tenured companies and some older ways of thinking that still kind of segment and fracture these out as separate teams that don't really interact unless like necessary or quarterly. We don't agree with that at all. It has to be completely different. And I'm going to toss it back to Patrick to kind of talk about like how it looks and who's involved like really and who leads it. Yeah, I think often we have this view of um, sales and marketing and support, customer success, customer support, service, whatever that that word is in your organization as a siloed unit. Mm -hmm. And we we can't have that anymore. Um, revenue generation is a cycle and it's a process. It is not a point in time. So again, That's deep right there. I loved that. Thank you. Oh, quote. <laughs> put it on a mug. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the in the old days, right? Uh, quote unquote, sales sold something that mm -hmm. was a point in time, and then customer service would um, manage it or you know support the sale or, or something like that. Um, you know, marketing would do the advertising and, and kind of get the interest in there. Today, with the revenue generating team, the revenue driving team, what we have is again this this evolution because. Um, especially in a B2B organization, revenue generation happens all the time. Mm -hmm. It's not once a year. It's not at point of purchase. It's um, at the first time you meet and you do a proof of concept project or a pilot project. And then you have to have a great experience with that and turn that into um, maybe a larger scope of work or retained services or something like that. Or maybe you have to buy an additional license to get uh, unlock extra service or extra um, functionality in the software that you've purchased or something like that. And um, that comes with context. That comes with understanding how somebody's using the product or using the service. That comes from understanding what the use case or the value proposition is mm -hmm. from the, the customer's perspective so that you can provide value and provide service at every spot, every point of that fit of that that cycle that process that phase and i think it's also important to note too that a lot of times as we onboard our own marketing clients if they've been in tenured type of industries and or they are a tenured business and so when i say that i mean people that have been in business decades right so that's what i mean by tenured a lot of times marketing was done at one point in time because it had to be as sales-led marketing sales Told marketing what they needed. Marketing did it, right? You I need a brochure. I need you to put our product specifications out there. Whatever we need the a billboard. Is. I need you to make me a call sheet, a rack card, right? Whatever. And so sales, because sales was out there and we didn't have the availability of information and the insight we have as marketers now, we, out of necessity and out of the data we had, let sales drive the marketing. Now marketing needs to be lockstep with sales because there's so much more insight that marketing can give. And Patrick, I just talked about this before and I used this the other day. When marketing listens to sales with a marketing ear, we get a completely different story than if sales was just listening to other sales, right? When you are in the mindset and your role is sales in any capacity, you're listening with the intent to solve a problem. 
And not to say marketing isn't, but marketing is listening to see what that problem even is and what is the consensus, what are they hearing, what are the strings that we can pull as a whole, and what insight can we offer. And we are able to, as marketers, have such a deep tool belt based on our responsibilities that like we have so much different and better insight to offer than we ever have before. And so that's why it's really important to put these teams together. That's why it's really important to lean on both of them for their strengths, right? And then get them working as a team to understand the big vision of the business and all that kind of stuff like that too. So as we kind of like, you know, set the scene and, and kind of talked about there, like, like why, why should an organization have that? Why should they put them together? Well, I really love what you said a few minutes ago about marketing, listening with a marketing ear mm-hmm. on a sales conversation. And um, what's interesting about that for me is when in a sales conversation, the sales side of an organization is thinking about um, how do I sell this to this person? Marketing, however, thinks, oh, this is a common thread I'm hearing mm-hmm. often mm-hmm. in these conversations, which means this is a pattern. This is a pain point, a pain point that this market is seeing. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, our service, our product solves that. Let's talk about that more in our marketing so we can line up better opportunities, have better prospects, and uh, therefore have better sales opportunities come through. And I think that's extremely important. Another thing that is important about this revenue team is it adds context throughout the organization. Mm -hmm. And so what we talked about before, Vanessa, you mentioned that um, if sales says, hey, marketing, I need this thing, and marketing creates it. Um, there's no context. They're just doing that sales led marketing. Exactly. They're just doing a thing. They're just providing a, a, a whatever, a, a rack card, right? A PDF or whatever the case may be. However, when marketing has context, they can improve the idea in mm. a collaborative effort mm-hmm. and not just create something, but they can actually like, like produce something rather. Um, but they can create something maybe a little bit more meaningful with broader context and broader applications um, that can be used elsewhere. So that context is important and they can really think a little bit more creatively and uh, produce ultimately better work. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's important too to speak about context as it relates to like when you have the marketing big team, however big that is in your organization and the sales, any kind of sales function team under the revenue driving team and then you get them to work together holistically you also gain context in the why of the company, right? So you mm-hmm. get that buy-in with these teams for one another where marketing is invested in sales because they understand the context in which sales relies on marketing. And then, which I think is really great, sales understands the context of marketing and what marketing does to support sales, right? So I might have said that the same way, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. They understand each other and they are working together towards a common goal and under the right leadership of like a VP of sales and marketing or someone who sits high up that runs and has their hands in both these teams, then you can convey the vision of the company and the context of why the teams are doing what they're doing. And if you look at the data and the research, especially as we bring in Gen Z into the workplace, right? These are very critical conversations and understandings that this new generation of workforce, even as millennials too, right? Like 
I love, I love the why behind things, right? I want to be bought in. I want to feel like what I'm doing is making a difference. So if you're aligning your sales and marketing team together, giving them context, right leadership, bringing new people in, right? And you're aligned under this. This is what we're doing. This is why we are doing it. I mean, the buy-in is just like out off the charts. Absolutely. I mean, when we look at the reasons people leave an organization, it's often because they don't understand where they fit. Yeah. And the same can be applied in, um, in, in the conversation that we're having today, which is like, if you don't understand why you're doing something, you can't truly excel at that mm -hmm. or produce something that's beyond the requirements, right? Like you can go a step in, above and beyond when you have more context mm -hmm. and that's going to drive enterprise value. That's going to improve your sales and marketing functions. Mm -hmm. And that's going to improve customer experience as well. So all yeah. of these things work together towards a common goal, which is business growth, revenue growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and again, what we're talking about isn't anything that's new and some organizations do this very, very well. But I think giving it a name like this to help it make the most business sense, I think is very important. And in a day and age when marketing has to happen faster than it ever has before totally. and sales, the pressures on sales for sales to happen faster than it ever has before, right? Because the consumer, no matter the industry is looking for things at their fingertips and as fast as possible. And if you waste time you lose time, you lose customers. I don't know what the actual, that seems like the formula right there, right? You make someone wait too long or it's too hard to get information, they're on to the next one too. So that's why this conversation is important. But let's get into, we talked ethereal, we talked high level, right? About like who, what, where, when, right? So what do businesses, what can they gain from combining? It's like, what are like the tactical things that we can say, oh, you'll get this if you look at this as a revenue driving team together? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the, the short answer is you'll have better sales conversations, which leads mm -hmm. to increased revenue. Mm -hmm. That's just an easy kind of simple one to kind of say. I think if we go beyond that, though, what you're going to get is you're going to have a better understanding of your business mm -hmm. and the inner workings. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have a better understanding of the industry and markets that you serve. Mm -hmm. And so with that, uh, the reasons for that is because you've got more people communicating with one another. Mm -hmm. And um, just to, to what we said before, Marketing thinks in a marketing capacity, sales thinks in a sales capacity, service thinks in a service capacity. When you combine all of that, you get a greater context and a better understanding of everything in the business, including each other. Yeah, yeah. I think that deeper understanding piece is critical, especially if you have a team that's perhaps working remotely um, all over. And yes, I know we're all inundated with meetings, right? I think that it was really good, um, the time period in which Zoom meetings became part of life. And then now I think everyone thinks that they need to have a Zoom meeting. So like we're at the, the I don't know where we are, but I'm not sure I like this area, this part either, right? Where it's too many meetings. However, if you have a focus and a set intention and you're working to collaborate and communicate like horizontally across teams, right? I think that gives also that sense of community too to people who may not have that or who may have been because of whatever reason hanging out and working with the same like five people, right? You're you're including them in other things. We're getting excitement, right? Yeah. We're getting we're getting all that stuff that humans kind of kind of thrive in, right? So that deeper understanding that's tied to each other, I think is really impactful, connecting people. 
again, business-wise, deeper understanding. And that human capital, like that is business, right? You you keep your internal customer, your employee happy and engaged and working for you, right? Everybody's better. But then deeper insight comes in the business and the market and the audience, right? Because you have these two teams of people working together, lockstep understanding. And I think this goes into like the next point that's important to touch on, which is like new insight, right? Because of the diversity of the teams. 100%. So um, what is really important there is somebody might say something in one of these, we'll call it brainstorm conversation, right? And just think it's kind of a nothing statement, but it sparks something in somebody else. And that something could turn into something large. It could be an idea to uh, target a new industry mm-hmm. or how you can position a certain product in a different way mm-hmm. to reach new audience mm-hmm. or um, even uncover new market opportunities or heck, even new package or product opportunities because um, you're just thinking about it in a different way. So this is one of the things that's so important about cross-functional teams is you don't get into the same monotonous thought process. Mm-hmm. You're able to spark new ideas out of it. And those people in in their roles within an organization, like they also exist outside, right? So you're getting outside influences things. So kind of your point, right? Let's talk about new packaging, right? Or whatever. This person on this new team, now revenue driving team, who might work in sales, might be low-key obsessed with like a company, right? That the marketing team's never heard of. And then in conversation one day, they say, oh, check out this boxed water packaging right i like i like box water like i think it's like a cool idea it's like such a weird thing but like it's a white carton and they have black letters and it's very simple right some people don't pay attention to that stuff in a store say i was on the sales team and i was like oh this is really dope i think i like the way that this is clean and modern if the marketing team's ever seen that they're like oh my god right and then we have this whole snowball of iteration Mm -hmm. and creativity and that spark to your point right so the diversity in just the group think that extends outside of their job role into their real life, right? Like real world context and all of the things people bring just being like human beings will only make you more competitive. It'll put you a step above everybody else, right? Your teams are working in lockstep and you're gaining this insight and you're getting, you know, deeper understanding of your audience, right? Like, I mean, that's a huge snowball. That That's what it's all about. Though. Yeah. It's about putting yourself in the position to make this magic happen. Yeah. And, um, and then nurturing it and working on how do we improve this? And um, at the end of the day, the whole point is to increase your market share or mm-hmm. your revenue. Like mm-hmm. that's the point. Right. But you get a lot of other secondary um, benefits out of it as well, which you just covered. I mean, all these new ideas, um, new ways to foster relationships in the organization, those are equally as important. Um, and the only way you can do it is by combining teams and working cross-functionally. Yeah. And there's also, as anybody who's been in hiring knows, you know, there's that great resignation that we're still kind of fighting too, right? And all the the movement in the workforce. And I think this is another great way to ensure your teams and your employees understand the why, are working together, are happy, they're engaged, they're excited, right? Yeah. Like they understand. So this, you know, tangentially is a retention play, right? 
Because you wouldn't want your best people to up and leave one day because they don't feel valued. They don't feel the buy-in. They don't feel connected, right? Like, human beings are community-based creatures. If you look back to the history, anthropology, right? All that stuff. We are supposed to be in communities. And we've been able to take that away in a good way. But also, we've stripped that kind of community sense and that togetherness. And so, creating these teams like this, too helps maintain that and reduces any kind of friction that you might find in a lot of different different areas in organization if you don't kind of adopt this revenue driving team kind of mentality so let's assume that we've convinced everybody like oh yeah i want my marketing team and my sales team and my cs team to work together as a revenue team um surely you don't just throw all of them into a room and and say go never how do you start that like is it um i guess that's the question it's like where do you get started i think it's identifying who within your organization is going to lead this group of people this new team right so you're going to look at you know vp of sales and marketing you're going to look at a high leadership position within your sales organization somebody who can effectively run a team i think that's very important right because this is probably going to be a large team at some organizations we're talking about 10 15 20 plus people right i think once you get too big you might have to break them down differently right depending on industry who knows whatever um (laughs) but i think you need to identify that strong leadership who is able to understand the sales and the marketing parts of it and then gain their buy-in Kind of explain what's happening if that's not you, right? If you're tasked to find this person. And then I think you just start to have the conversation and you open it up in a meeting somehow and you just explain what this is mm-hmm. now and you give equal share to everybody to kind of explain what they're doing and foster a conversation, not necessarily an agenda, so that groupthink and brainstorming and all that kind of collaboration can happen live time. I love that. And I think um, something probably worth noting as well is this is not a an org structure change mm-hmm. per se. This is a um, this is a, a a way of working change, yeah. a ph- philosophical change in some ways. Um, just by adding that extra level of collaboration, that extra level of interactivity that might be missing. It's not changing whose boss is who and right. who reports to who and where in the business and, and the building you're working from and stuff like that. It's just saying we are now going to be supporting each other in a more formalized manner and less informal, mm-hmm. maybe as it was in the past. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important to know, too, because some people might have panicked and said, oh, my God, no, you don't have to do. And if you have bigger teams, maybe it's revenue driving team and a representative from the teams comes and speaks on behalf. Right. There's a lot of different ways to do this. But the first step is identifying, in my mind, the person to lead this charge, Mm -hmm. the internal cheerleader, and then how the structure looks in a more collaborative sense so that group think and that collaboration can happen. 100% agree. So we talked about a lot of different things. Um, I want to kind of just recap um, so people can kind of take things away. So we defined who and what the revenue driving team is, right? Your sales and marketing teams as holes together. That's, That's what we mean by revenue driving team. 
why should you have one? So the the why is we've covered it a lot, but why it is going to increase collaboration and mm-hmm. ideation around the organization. Mm-hmm. It's going to allow people to um, work in a way that they can see the full context mm-hmm. of like what they're doing and why they're doing it, how it supports the business. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's going to help us to get better understanding of our business, our audience and the markets that we serve. Yeah. And then what do you like really gain com- from combining both of them? I mean, a deeper understanding of your business, your market, your mm-hmm. audience, each other, new insight due to diversity in people and thought processes, new insight uncovered from the way customers interact when marketing's listening from a marketing ear, sales listening from a sales ear, right? You get such different insight uncovering new markets, products, and services. And then revenue driving team, revenue expansion, driving revenue, right? Ideation of work, because um, sales and marketing think differently, new sales channels, and yeah. then less friction in the sales cycle overall because it's smarter and better and easier. And then sales has more time to do more sales, right? I mean, that's Absolutely. that's really the end. That that's what has to happen is you have to allow once once the team has what they need you just let them go mm-hmm. right let them work come back with new ideas or new catch points if there's an issue and then work that out it's it's an evolution and it's a process it's not a linear step by step process anymore it's an evolving you know uh, phase where you go out you hit the market you come back with feedback and you iterate right yeah yeah. And then, you know, we've got all these data sources and all these these ways to kind of pulse check that, too. So I like I like how, you know, we kind of capped it at understanding that this is this is a cycle, mm-hmm. the, a never ending cycle, just around and around and around to to be better and to continue to grow your business and increase your bottom line. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. So there you have it. Um, consider strongly urging you to consider uh, combining sales and marketing under, and customer service under one larger umbrella called the revenue driving team. You're going to see benefits all across the organization, but really it's going to benefit your customers overall. That's that's what this is all about at the end yep. of the day. Yep, yep. So we hope that this answered some questions. We hope that this kind of put a little nugget in your brains as to why this makes the most business sense and how your business will grow and your revenue will grow from this. Um, again, we're Patrick and Vanessa Zangardi. You can find us. We are very active on LinkedIn. So if you find us, we will be talking about this all the time because we just love revenue driving team, sales enablement, marketing, branding, you name it. We're talking about it. And we like to give away information for free because no one, there should be no gatekeeping here. So you can find us there. You can also find us and more information about our work at Zangardi.com. And as always, like, subscribe, and share this with people who you think that would be interested in it so that they can learn the tips and tricks of marketing professionals. Thanks, everyone.